Welcome to Pushing Dirt. I'm Camilla Ranson, and this is your one-stop shop for everything real estate, whether it's buying, selling, renting, development, city planning, interior design, architecture, the history of architecture, homelessness, feng shui, real estate agents, and the odd but necessary ghost hunting. It all applies, and you don't want to miss it. Welcome to Pushing Dirt. I am Camille Ranson, and this is a podcast about anything real estate. I want to say in Los Angeles, but kind of we're going to cover everything. Not today necessarily, because this is the very first podcast. Um, so I decided to invite a person that I know very well and who is also directly in real estate because he's a realtor. And um, to simply talk about the LA market and real estate in general and um, what how it's changed over the years and what we're thinking the future will be. I'm not an expert, but I'm sort of asking the experts and uh, because I want to know more. I want to know more about real estate, the city we live in, and also about we're literally all of us like pushing dirt because that's what real estate is. It's it's built on dirt and it's built on earth and they're not making any more of it. As far as I know, they're not making any more. So uh, welcome to Pushing Dirt. And my guest today is Eric Smiley. And he's like, I have worked with him several times. He's a master realtor. And I'll tell you how I met him and while, why I started to work with him. And I don't even know if you know this. So welcome, Eric. Hello. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Thank you. And um, what, what? who do you work with? I work at Normand and Associates in uh, Beverly Hills. Fantastic. Um, that's a that's an old, like that's been around for a very long time, right? Yeah, that's since a, yeah. 1976. It's like the last family-owned company, which wow. is cool because most of them got bought up, um, combined, consolidated. So they're still family-owned and run, which is great. Um, the original founder's son is now the president, who's like my age. Um, oh my it's, so it's a great family-run company, but on a grander scale. There's 175 agents in three offices. So, uh, and there's obviously some top producers doing some significant amount of business. So it's a, it's a good place to be. Yeah. I mean, that is amazing. And also since 1976, because I really, I'm also obsessed with LA history and um, like, you know, just everything that's happened here and how it started and, you know, what came to be in 1976. I mean, can you imagine how everything... <laughs> how everything has changed here because this is really right. still kind of to me the wild west you know certainly when it comes to real estate and kind of everything else but um yeah, imagine no internet like driving around <laughs> with books of listings like this is obviously before my time right. um, but, but i can imagine there are no cell phones like it's a totally different game you know i just thought i never thought of it like before internet because i obviously like i grew up in a family that none of us were really in real estate until much later, but um, but we were obsessed with it. That was our Sunday thing to go out and look. It's so at... funny you say that. Uh, so when I was younger, my parents were they owned a house, uh -huh. but they were like those looky loos that like to go to open houses, <laughs> and I hated it. And so I was like, "This is so boring. Why are we doing this? We already have a house. You're not going to buy another house." And it's so funny that now it's my job, and I totally enjoy it. Looking that at houses. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny because like I, we were dragged out like always with the idea of like maybe we could live here because I I don't know. And and I, every time I sort of had to reset my brain for like, okay, now I'm going to live here. Now I'm going to have new friends. 
now I'm going to, you know, so, so, and because my parents would get very into like the idea of it and they had both had great jobs and they, but they just, there was like this thing of like, what if we lived here? And especially my dad is, can start this whole thing rolling. And I think that's what made me sort of well, an entrepreneur in a lot of areas, because if you have an idea, then it's a business, which means it's a job, which means you never have a hobby or like, you know, any time off. But from going out to open houses, and I also remember like the 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 section in the paper when you would open it to the houses and how that right. in times where I was really stressed out, <laughs> that would calm me down. That was like my self-help book. I'm like, everything's going to be fine. There's a house in Brentwood that you can't afford. It's going to be fine. <laughs> you know, like I have that and I don't know why. Yes, it's definitely fun, especially uh, looking at some some major expensive houses is oh. always interesting for uh, just visualization, you know, trying to manifest where you want to be, getting creative ideas. Um, as you've done some remodeling, as have I, I like the idea of trying to uh, mimic the vibe of those, you know, 15, 20 million dollar houses that most people can't afford right. in the, you know, one and a half million dollar more, quote unquote, you know, normal price range, right. which is still a ton of money. I love that. But that's obviously a normal Los price Angeles. Price. Yeah, I know. I know. It's ridiculous. But, <laughs> no, but it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. And um, no, but you also I've seen your house and it looks like that, you know, and I also think you know, I have obviously another business where I try to work with people in that realm of like creating a place like a home because a home is so important to me, even though I move a lot. It's so important to have this space where I can lock my doors and feel really safe on every level. And I think a lot of people think you have to have a ton of money to to do that. I don't know why it's been sold to us that that and also you can bring in a lot of your own history that's you know always that chair that you kind of didn't like in your parents house but now suddenly you're like with all my modern or whatever like this is kind of funny and quirky and kind of fits you yeah. know so and retro becomes cool retro always becomes cool and you're right in terms of like remodeling uh the majority of people just have no idea what costs what things cost and are just oh, yeah. totally terrified of starting they've heard like terrible stories about contractors ripping people off yeah. and it's just like almost paralyzing they just can't even imagine you know yeah i've sold properties where people are literally afraid because they have to paint and paint is nothing you know <laughs> like no i know and I have I laugh at that because I go in and I see a like a paint like and people are like oh my god, but it's you know a yellow room and I can't live in it and I'm like well you can paint but then I also realize that if you haven't if you're not in that world and there are plenty of worlds that I'm not in, that I go in and I'm like there is I never in a million years will I be able to overcome whatever my version of yellow paint is yeah. but that's actually something um, I wanted to talk to you about because I think that. Because L.A. is such, you know, we're a very emotional and like more dramatic group of people, in my opinion. And I'm sure like there are people outside of entertainment and real estate like I am not. And that's fine. But in terms of, of real estate is a very emotional thing. And I think we forget that. And um, do you have a thing where like, do you ever see like a house and you're like, you have a chemistry with it and you also know which buyer like is going to have because I definitely have this thing of chemistry with houses, which has been great for me and awful because I've bought things that I'm like, you love this too much mm -hmm. and it's not going to work in the way you want it to. And I'm like, but I will make it work. And I just know it, you know. And so do you find a lot of people who 
you know, like you're like, this house is just going to vibe because it's almost like you're a matchmaker in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You're putting uh, personality and vibes together. And uh, it's uh, interesting how houses can literally like speak to people's emotions. And they're just like, you know, I want this. You know, there's obviously dollars and cents and finances that go involved. But to your point, a lot of levels, it's emotional. And it's like, I want this. That's why a lot of times in LA, especially, you get these multiple offer bidding scenarios where sometimes they get a little crazy. And at the end of the day, sometimes it doesn't may or may not make sense like financially, but people get invested in it and they're like, I want it. I got to have it. And that's what's so interesting because staging plays a lot of uh, effect on that. And a lot of times people don't, I don't think they think about the furniture doesn't come with the house. (laughs) <laughs> you have to like, you know, put in your furniture how you want it. Like you're buying the the real estate, the walls. You're not buying the the art. You have to do right. that yourself, you know, unless you can negotiate it, I guess. Um, but right. that's why staging is so important. You know, when I first started in real estate, I used to think staging was a huge scam because it's uh-huh. very expensive. Yeah. Um, but then I had this killer listing in the Oaks in Los Feliz where there was a chandelier looking out to a view. And to me, it was obvious this is where the dining room table would go. But people, the owner was in Australia. He was out of the country. And people would come up to me, where would you put the dining room? And I'm like, well, you know, most people would put it under the chandelier, but I suppose it's sort of open, lofty. You can put it wherever you want. And But to that end, I was like, we need to stage this place. People just don't get it. Right. And even people that think that they have the quote unquote vision and they can see it, a mm-hmm. lot of times they can't. They no. say they can, but they can't. You can't. Like, because, um, because again, you're like seeing the the house as a whole, which is great, but you're not seeing sort of the little things in between. And that's why I think it's so much like when you were saying there was a, there are bidding wars because like we've both been in those and we've been in those together. And um, I, it's so funny because it's almost like the bachelor, <laughs> the bachelorette, you have one person and then you have all these people competing. And it's literally in the end, a lot of it, because I'm. it must be about the competition and not so much about the person in the end, you know, because it gets so emotional and suddenly right. it's like up here and you're like, you know, what? I can put in an extra this and extra that. And suddenly you're putting in a lot extra right. because right. other people are. You know, right. And, right. Um, and and if you've lost out on a few already, you're like, I'm getting this house. Oh my you know, God. I don't want to go through this again. I'm tired of looking, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes it works out fine. I know when I bought my house, it was a probate sale and uh, there was two other bidders and it went I I'll admit I went above my quote unquote max number, uh-huh. um, but I'm glad I did. You know, oh, yeah. four or five years later, it's worked out. I have equity in my property. But in other instances, there's people that have gone above and beyond to numbers that are just irrational, frankly. Right. And, you know, may or may not be happy with that decision in the end. Right. Because you get caught up in the emotion of it. You get very caught up. You get very, very caught up because suddenly you're like, there's only one house. And that's the house that I want. Right. Especially in L.A., you know, we're not dealing with, in most instances, we're not dealing with tract homes. So each house is so different. You know, especially right. if in if it's in the hills, it has a view. If it's if it's on this lot versus that lot, the view is totally different. It's totally angled. Um, you know, you got mid century, you got architectural history. You know, twenties right. Spanish, depending on what you want. If you find that vibe, people are like, I gotta have it. Yeah, and they get wrapped up in it. You know, and then obviously, if you like it, other people will probably like it. Right, and that's what's. <laughs> and a lot of times, it's sometimes it's luck, I think, but a lot of times it's strategy right. where real estate agents intentionally will list the property well under market value to hype up this bidding war. Right. And I think that's a good strategy, you know, 
to an extent, but sometimes they're ridiculously low and they're just wasting a lot of people's times because people right. are going to be severely disappointed because there's no way, you know, you see this, you know, family of four or five, you know, there's no way they're going to be able to compete with this all cash developer. Like right. it's just not going to happen. No. I mean, that that is also why like LA is, you know, it's changing. But then again, because of its topography, there's a lot of things you can't really do anything about, you know, like there's there's a lot of places to build, but a lot of the things will cost you a lot of money in order to build. You know, it's, you know, we're not that flat, you yeah, know. Building in the hills is challenging and expensive oh and time consuming. It's not, it's not just like easy cut and dry. Right. I mean, this is why it like real estate is to me one and the same as relationships almost because, and I've written a lot. I mean, um, I'm a writer also by trade, but like, um, they are so similar because it's like it literally comes like you said it comes with it's staged and I, the furniture does not you know like you know the sexy restaurant that you're at does not come with you home you know right. and so like you really have to see like the bones and know the place and know what it is and also know that you're going to be confronted with things that you never thought you had to think about right. you know right. and I think that goes for it whether you're renting or whether you're buying like you are literally Walking into the like when I think about the things that and I felt like I had somehow educated myself enough to know about home owning and and um I just I just had had like the things that I sometimes have to think about are shocking to me <laughs> that I ever had to know about these things. Right. And especially if you have multiples and if you have investment properties, you're like, this is not how how am I being asked this question, <laughs> you know? Right. So I think, do you think a lot of people come with that? Like there's like this, because I think it's also very an American dream. You have to own your own home. And um, like, do you see people like getting in over their own heads? Or do you think, do they see things in the contract eventually that they're like, why am I, why am I even talking about this? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is, you know, foreign language to people. Right. Uh, the contract, you know, inspections, there's a inspections. lengthy process, you know, like a like a stockbroker. If I sell you a stock today, you know, uh -huh. the deal's done, I get my right. commission, I move on with my life. Uh -huh. Real estate, even if I sell you a house today, uh -huh. there's 30 to 45 days and a myriad of ways it could fall apart. Right. There's lots of, there's inspections, appraisals, get the loan. So you want to have somebody that can walk you through it and... Uh, you know, it depends. Some people are very patient and they're willing to hold your hand and go line by line through the contract if you want. Um, and then other people will get frustrated. So you got to like, like you said, matchmake with the right agent, just mm -hmm. like the right house. Right. Um, and then on the flip side, you deal with these uh, people that have bought and sold a ton of houses. They're like, yeah, yeah, we've done this before. Just send me the contract. You know, we'll <laughs> sign it. We're ready to go. Right. You know, so it's interesting how sometimes on the higher end, people are making a ton of money. It's actually easier because the level of uh, sophistication and knowing they've done this a hundred times, mm -hmm. the buyers and sellers are experienced. Mm -hmm. Whereas a first time buyer, which I actually enjoy working with, mm -hmm. but it's their first time, they're going through it, you have to handhold a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and to your point, you're like matchmaking, you're a therapist, you're like a psychologist, <laughs> you're connect, you know, dealing with husbands and wives, boyfriend and girlfriends, you know, so it, it can be tricky. And, you know, renting, you're, you're dealing with couples that are moving in for the first time right. together, um, which has its own issues. Right. So, yeah, I'm in the middle of a lot of interesting uh, situations and, uh, you know, try to walk people through and hold their hand as much as possible and make them feel comfortable. Right. Um, you know, I try to 
not that it's all about me, but I try to make uh, every every <laughs> every client feel as if they're like my only client and they're the right. most important, you know, to me, you know, because yeah. I don't quite understand everybody runs their business differently, mm-hmm. but I don't quite understand some of the the really quote unquote big time people that I've had listings where they've hired this person, signed the listing agreement and then never saw them again. So I feel like right. if you're hiring that person, you want that person, yeah. not their team of 30 people and I can never reach them again. Um, not to disparage any of their businesses and a lot of them are hugely successful right. and do a ton of you know, solid numbers and right. production and their clients are happy. I just personally don't get that. I feel like if you hire you know, Eric Smiley, you want to be able to reach Eric Smiley. I think, I mean, I think that's a lot for people. Uh, I mean, and also you are very personable and you're very, you know, because I met you, I'll tell you how I remember, because I think I was looking, you had a rental as many years ago. It was, I don't know, was it in the early 2000s or something? And you had a rental in Beechwood that you were, and I was looking for um, a rental and it was this very modern house. And it was it was somehow a little oddly um, laid out, but there was something really cool about it. And it had really cool bedrooms. And I think I had a roommate and I was like, we're going to move into this again. And I remember her thinking, first of all, I don't have this rent. And second of all, <laughs> why are we doing this? You know, and um, and so um, but I remember it being a certain amount of money. And I don't know if I remember like it, I remember a very astronomical and you just said, oh, this is what it is, and I'm going to get it. And I was like, <laughs> what? What? And I was like, I, I think, I bet he is. And I'm like, that's why it's not for you. <laughs> like, and and um, and you, you did. So I think it was a house you rented many times over, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Glenn Green, I remember it well. Glenn Green, I yes. I remember it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, good house, still rented. Yeah. yeah. It's it's an incredible, like, it's just, it's just incredible. So I, like, and that's why, like, I worked with you when I was selling my condo at the bottom of the market. It was, it was also like a little bit of, it was a panic sale. You I know? believe it was right over the holidays too, right? Yeah, it was right over the holidays. Yeah. And it, you were one of the stories I talk about because uh, I would like more of this to get a call, like, out of the blue, uh-huh. like from people that either I don't know or mm-hmm. aren't friends of mine, right. friends of friends, right. just random, hey, Eric Smiley, I, I'm selling my place. I, I would like you to come over and meet with me, right. which is how we met, yeah. and which is great. You know, I think I remember it correctly. Right. You're Eric Smiley, right? You sell houses? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, yes. How can I help you? <laughs> yeah, because like, I always, when I went out because like looky lose, I go out and look and also when I was looking for rentals I you know I did that and I always got cards and like I never wrote down anything but I always knew I always knew like if somebody's like trying to like fake charm me or maybe that is their charm where I'm just like right. no matter how many things you say I'm never like my bank account is never gonna match whatever you know and um and also, um, I I was just like he was so straight up with like, and I'm gonna get it. And I was like, this is this is not this is not my home, <laughs> you know. And um, and that's why I called you. And I also knew because the market. And that's another thing I wanted to talk to you about because it has it has grown again. And I don't think it's a bubble. I just think people are getting very excited and very seasonal as well. But um, like you, I've seen you like deal with things where back to bottom of the market like we had to sell this and we got a good price and it was fast and i think we had a couple of backup offers in like right 2011 i think it was and that was not a pleasant fun year 
for, you know, it was like right on the heels of 2008, 2009, you know? Yeah. And, um, and right. so, and I remember just thinking there's, I don't even know. I don't even know. So I'm like, you're Eric, you sell houses. Great. You know? And, um, and so how have you seen this, like the, while you've been in the business, how has, where do you think the LA market and also, you want to talk about other market, like how that's changed over the years? Yeah. So I started in 2005, uh-huh. uh, so things were still going up. My first listing, I sold full price in less than a week. And I was like, this is great, right. you know? And uh, things were going pretty well until, like you said, 2008, uh-huh. where my income literally dropped like 50 plus percent. It was uh-huh. terrible for a couple of years. And then uh, 2011, I had my first son. And uh, that's when my business came back. Uh-huh. And uh, for a while, that was one of my best years. When oh, it was coming so cool. back. Yeah. Um, so that was great. Um, so, yeah, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, but things have been going up. Um, they were going up fast and Mm -hmm. they're still going up slightly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've had clients that have been telling me the market's going to drop 20% for the last three, four years and they're waiting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not a, you know, a a wizard. I don't see, I can't tell the future. Um, but I mean, the market isn't going up as fast as it was, but it's still going up. I would say, um, some of the high end is slowed down. And a lot of that um, also has to do with uh, fashion and taste are changing. So uh, the view, which is a very like subjective value, you know, how much is a mm-hmm. view worth? You know, right. to somebody it's worth millions. To someone else, they don't care. You know, right. I had a client tell me one time, you know, I can't live in the view. And he threw some curse words in there too. He's like, I need a great house. I don't care about the view. Right. And I was like, okay, I get that. Um, so I feel like people now on the high end are going a little bit towards like East Coast traditional houses on larger lots, um, not so interested in the shiny boxes on the hills with the views that sort of all start to look the same after a while. Right. Um, And it's interesting as I say this, my personal tastes have changed as well. I used to be all about the modern shiny box, you know? Yeah, me too. And now like the modern traditional, the farmhouse, I'm Uh sort of more into that. Always mid-century is always popular. Right. Um, I think uh, houses with architectural pedigree mm-hmm. is always going to get more, you know, dollar per square foot, which yes. is used a lot in real estate. Yeah. Um, it'll go for higher than the normal comps because it has, uh, you know, like a name brand attached to it, if yeah. you will. Um, but um, interest rates are still historically low. Right. So the cost of borrowing is cheap. So I find that most people um, in the, you know, I work mostly in the Five hundred to two million dollar range. That's mm-hmm. probably my bread and butter business. So most people, they don't really care if it's a million dollars, a million five, whatever. Just how much is it a month? Like, what are the payments? Right. And can I afford it? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, talking to a lender, getting pre qualified, and figuring out exactly what we're talking about. What is seven hundred thousand? You know, what is a million? Like, what does that actually mean? You know, it's not right. like you don't have to come with a bag full of cash. Right. You know, <laughs> so. Uh, most people operate in that manner. And I I feel like if you're going to flip the house, you're trying to get in and out, obviously mm-hmm. every dollar matters. Really matters, um, yeah. But if you want to live there for the mm-hmm. foreseeable future, you know, five plus years and the interest rates are historically low, even if the prices go down slightly, but the interest rates go up, mm-hmm. you could be paying more every month for that same house. So a tenth, a quarter of a point interest-wise makes right. a huge difference. Yeah. You could be talking about hundreds of dollars a month. So I think a lot of people need to not only take the price into account, but the the interest rates and the lending market as well. Right. Because that's very key. So that's 
still fueling real estate right now. Right. And whereas people say it's slowing down, every deal, I don't know if it's just my luck, but it's good when I have the listing. It's tough when I'm the representing the buyer. Uh-huh. But every deal I've been involved in in the past, you know, four or five months has been multiple offers and right. pretty much over asking and competitive. I mean, that is it, it's incredible with LA in that way. Like it's it's really just wild. And like I, I would look to San Francisco and New York and be like, oh my God, but we're never gonna get there. And we're getting there. Yeah. I have another question which I've always thought about and I've said it as if it's fact, but I want to ask you. Um do you because I felt that whether the market, whether like the economy is terrible or great, the rental market is always good because if people can't afford to buy they can rent right and if even if they can't afford to buy see he's like getting a buyer sorry, sorry. right now there's a deal i mean this for is me. literally like <laughs> happening as we're speaking <laughs> it's so sorry. crazy i'll turn that off for you sorry about that <laughs> yeah you can't make that deal right now that is no um no but i just have looked at that because i you know i moved a lot at one point like i think i moved every 10 months and would like rent a place and then do stuff to it like why i thought that was a good idea you know put money into it and then you know move again because i want to live in a different area and then i wanted to live in an architectural building and i mean it was very expensive it was incredibly expensive right. and and i noticed just moving that the rents always went up it nope. wasn't like it even uh, like and i it through like different kinds of economies different any everything the rents went up right and is is there always gonna like this market of rentals because is is that still happening and is that always, absolutely yeah. i mean people always need a place to live right la is always a desirable place to be so right. people from all over the country move into la you know weather's obviously beautiful yeah um people from all over the world for that matter and you know, back when I first started, 2005, you could put no money down and get a mortgage. You know, so it was essentially like renting, except mm-hmm. you owned it. Right. So that was like a no-brainer. But as you have to put money down now, especially in L.A., which is more of a quote-unquote flashy town, mm-hmm. where you see people can afford, you know, three, four $4,000 a month in rent, but they don't have the savings to purchase something. Right. You know, you'll see a lot of uh, people renting and driving like Porsches or right. whatever, yeah. you know, because no, they're, yeah. they're not saving because it's like presentation of self. You know, look right. at me when I go out, I have my Porsche, I have my nice rental, I look wealthy. Whether or right. not they have any money in the bank, that's who knows. Right. Um, so, yeah, as people are unable to come up with the down payment to buy, they rent. And People always want a nice place to live. Sometimes you have roommate situations. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's always just like sales. Um, There's only a finite amount of good stuff at a certain price point. So, and it seems for the most part, people like the same stuff, you know, in general. So people jump on it and it goes quick. Mm -hmm. And it's almost hard to price things high. Um, I do some property management Mm -hmm. and uh, I just listed a one bedroom in Echo Park. It was pretty big, Mm -hmm. um, but very, you know, woodsy cabin vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, To be honest, not my style. Um, Very dated building. I got so many, and this is over the holidays. I got so many calls. We rented it for full price. um, Was it $29.95? No, $28.95 in two days. A one bedroom, one bath, dated. In Echo Park. Echo Park. And so, I mean, that's almost pushing Beverly Hills numbers. Echo know? Park is, is strange because it's a part of, of Silver Lake that's like 
like Atwater and like um, yeah. Frogtown has grown so like grew so fast People and like love the East Side. Yeah, has just and they they, I mean Echo Park is. I look at it and I love Echo Park and I love it, you know, but it's definitely something that's overnight become a completely insane thing. And same thing with Frogtown and Atwater and they've just. And even further than that, because people get priced out of those markets, they've gone out to Highland Park. Highland Park. I've seen million-dollar homes in Highland Park all the time, yep. which I personally don't get. Um, right. So I, I lived in Los Feliz, and then when I had a family, I moved to the Valley, Right. where my house would probably be double in Los Feliz what it is in the Encino. Right. Um, but for whatever reason, and I get it because I was there before I had kids too, people are very anti-Valley. So they keep pushing out you know, east, east, northeast. Um, are people still anti-Valley? I find for the most part, yeah, unless you have some children, right? Um, it's not <laughs> quote unquote it, yeah. cool and right. people don't want to be there. Right. Um, it's definitely not cool in terms of temperature. It's definitely hotter. Yeah. Um, so that's something. But I mean, you can get a lot more for your money. Right. And there's some cool places. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously, I don't know. I, I joke. It's not really serious, but a little bit. I'm on a mission to make the valley cool. <laughs> you know what? I think, I mean, I, I, why not? And I don't know why it got like, but everybody, when we, we came to LA, I came to, you know, I remember that movie LA Story and there was like, uh, and I don't know if this is where it started. I'm, I'm not going to blame Steve Martin. I'm definitely not going <laughs> to. But um, I remember like that. There's a small scene where they're all standing outside a restaurant and and somebody like they're all getting their cars from valets because that what we that's what we do here. And um, and and like somebody says like you know can I get a ride with you or something? And somebody goes no I live in the valley. And behind him, it's a very tiny thing. A valet goes, <laughs> like he's like laughing at the guy with it. And I was like, is this what? Right. The th and also people who come out here as tourists are like, what do you mean? Like they literally. Right. And, uh, you know, you try to explain how these things happen. And it's a really odd thing with L.A. But the minute people have kids, they get out of there because the schools are great. And, you know, like it's but it is just a strange thing because like. You know, like I'll be, I'll take people to Studio City, and they're like, "This is so great." I'm like, "Yeah, it's, it's just a weird LA thing that we've come up with." Yeah, I teach you people know? in my office a lot that uh, in Beverly Hills that their cars don't go past Mulholland. You know, they don't right. want to go over the hill into the valley. Right. And they talk about it as if it's like, you know, driving to Seattle. Right. You know, it's like it's 30 minutes away. It's not that far. It's you not know? that far. You sacrifice a little time in the car, which is very LA right. anyway, for more real estate. Right. And better schools. Yeah. You know, you save money on, let's say, private school to go to like right. a really good school. Actually, uh, that's how I ended up in my house. I, I bought it um, and the plan was to flip it. Uh -huh. And it was uh, not my grandma, but grandma's original 1955 house, you know, blue carpets and all that. Right. And uh, I took it down to the studs and remodeled it and going there for you know four months while I was remodeling it, learning about the area and the school, I was like, you know, we should just live here, and that's right. how I ended up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pro Valley, um, yeah. but you know, to each their own. I get it. And, yeah. But I, also on the flip side, like you know, now that I have two kids, mm -hmm. I'm not really going out to bars and right clubs like right. I used to when I was younger. So I yeah. understand, you know, I, yeah. I get it both ways. Yeah, and also like. It's just L.A. keeps growing and, and a lot of the east side um, towns were a lot. I mean, the, the valley is not cheap. <laughs> like It's like we talk about it. It's right. just because everything else is insane. Right. And right. so we're like, oh, the valley, like it's not cheap at all. So um, so like that's why people started going to the east side. But then it just grew so fast. And also I have noticed that I will talk to people who 
live in Beverly Hills or like have lived there for a long time, you know, and have literally never been to the east side. And I'm not just saying Beverly Hills. I'm saying a lot of people just even people who've like grown up in L.A. have not necessarily been to the east side because it wasn't it was a little dangerous. Right. You know, like even the street I live on. um, I was like, there was a guy who picked me up on a, in an Uber and he just started laughing when I got into Uber. I'm like, why are you laughing? You know, and he's <laughs> like, well, I grew up um, like he's like, I really grew up in gangland, like, you know, in a different part of the city. Right. And he's like, but nobody wanted to come to this street because this street in particular was the worst. And I was like, interesting. Excellent. This is excellent <laughs> stuff, you know. And uh, and I was also talking to a friend of mine yesterday who is um also I've been in Silver Lake for like seven, eight years. And uh, and she's like, it's changed. Even then the gangs were there was more of that and now it's changed and and so um it's just it's just interesting how rapidly it changes and where do people like that's always my thing, where do people go? You know, like and now I'm not talking about gangs, I'm like, where do they go? But I'm <laughs> also talking about like people in general and obviously we have a a huge homeless problem, which we cannot solve on this, <laughs> this podcast, right, which right. I'd like not to be today. able to. But it's definitely something that I think we're all very aware of and very concerned about that people are living, you know, like in the third world, basically. And so, um, right. so at like human beings on the street, you know, and uh, and so like it's just amazing how like neighborhoods can change so rapidly. And a lot of them don't change like there, like Silver Lake is still, you know, it's not like little houses, big fences. It's some. It looks like it did a lot of it when I when I bought, but that's also the charm of Silver Lake. And and you were talking about the valley in that way that um, you are not going out. You have kids, and and you you probably drive to a lot of places. And that because I'm European, I grew up with it. You'd walk to your friend's house, or right. you'd take your bicycle, right. um, or, you know, and you'd walk to school when you were really young, like you would just walk and there was no problem. And obviously also I grew up in a, I grew up in Denmark where it was very safe, you know, um, and that has probably changed in, in where, I mean, I go home to visit, but I'm, I don't know what it's like to walk to school anymore. <laughs> but, um, but so I just, I think that's also become a thing where people in LA have suddenly been like, I need to be able to walk to a coffee shop. <laughs> and I'm like, do you drink coffee? Do you like like suddenly that's become a thing and you can't have it if you want to live in a safe, you know, place and also where you can drive, you know, your kids somewhere and everything, you're not going to have the coffee shop. But it would be really great like if you did like, you know, right. but it's really funny like how trends happen and then people feel like they need to do this. And I suddenly I very much enjoy the driving city and seeing different places and I get to places really fast and I, you know, but um but I think suddenly people want walking distance. And yeah. I'm like, you're never going to walk there. I mean, like, I do <laughs> think that is a little bit of the future of L.A. real estate, going more vertical, more dense, mm -hmm. you know, w more walkable neighborhoods, mm -hmm. more uh, New York style. Hollywood's right. doing that a lot with uh, mixed use buildings uh -huh. where, you know, there's a coffee shop right downstairs. I love that. You know, maybe a dry cleaner around the corner. Yeah. You literally can walk more. I, I like that as well. Yeah. Um, and it's just about what stage in your life you are. Right. Um, obviously, the flip side of that is some of these rental buildings uh, are very expensive. They're super expensive. So, yeah. you know, pluses and minuses. Expensive. Convenience is expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever's in vogue, whatever's in fashion, right. whatever's in trend, obviously the owner is going to charge as much as they can, you know, to get right. the market rents. I mean, yeah. that's real estate. You know, it's, yeah. uh, you know, I always, 
you know, use the catchphrase, buy low, sell high. Right. You know, that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not it's not rocket science. No. Um, it's just, uh, you know, putting the team together and doing the best you can to buy as low as you can. And right. eventually when the time comes, sell as high as you can. Right. Um, the difference in real estate is, um, like you said, there's like families and life involved. It's not just a stock. It's not just numbers. Right. So you have to be comfortable there. You know, like right. you said, you want to be safe in your home. Yeah. Literally home base, you know, headquarters yeah. for yeah. everything headquarters. you do. Yeah. Where you spend most of your time. So you got to be happy with it, comfortable in your surroundings. You yeah. know, whether that be the neighborhood, the actual house. Right. the Design, all that stuff is like studies have shown that it affects your like how you feel. Like, yeah. Oh literally. my God, it does. Right. It so does. And, you know, like we don't, I mean, I think like headquarters, I love that. I can't get my mind off that right now. Like headquarters <laughs> is such a great thing because you're like, oh, right? you know, the CEO of your own life. You know, like, so <laughs> right. it's such a great thing. Um, oh my God, if you could just helicopter in. But, um, <laughs> right. but I just think um, that is like, Again, that gets emotional. And I also always have people go, well, did you do you feel like that was a good investment of something I bought years ago, you know, years ago? And I'm like, it's a house like I it's again not going to go away. It may depreciate. It may go up, down, up, down. Like it's always going to, right. you know, over time, but, it's going to go up. Yeah. Over time, it's going to go up. And also it's a house. You know, it's not going to go. And I mean, now I'm not going to go into, you know, earthquakes, and but it's not going to go anywhere. Right. And uh, and that's why I've always had that, you know, like um, and you also know that I've bought like I bought houses and <laughs> I haven't flipped them. You know, I rented them out and everything. And and so um, so I think I never think of it like I I have to sometimes like get my brain into. I have like this is an investment, you know, you know, but at the same time, I'm also like. I need to know who lives there, like who's going to live there, like who's, I, you know, I want to make things possible for neighborhoods. And that's not a great business strategy, but in the end, it's good for me, you know. Yeah. And um, and I just think that um, that is a, that's, you know, rental is always going to go up, like the market is always going to go up. But real estate is an investment, but it's emotional. Right. You know? I mean, I have a lot of uh, clients that are leaning towards multifamily recently yeah. um, because rents will always go up. Mm -hmm. And that is a little bit more business, dollars oh, and yeah. cents. You yeah. know? How much does it cost? How much can it rent for? What's my right. return? Oh, absolutely. Because I'm not going to live there. Right. So I don't care if it's you know yeah. this or that. I don't need it for me. Just right. is it going to rent? You know? Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I've shown – you know, let's say somebody that lives in Hidden Hills mm -hmm. in like a multi-million dollar mansion, a place on the east side, and they're like, you know, I, I wouldn't live here. Right. And I don't believe you can get those kind of rents right. because it's not in my consciousness. Right. I can't grasp this concept. Yeah. It's not part of me, you know? Right, yeah. Um, so it's interesting to show people from, I, I showed an investor uh, one time who lives in Beverly Hills, uh -huh. a property in Los Feliz that he was gonna flip with a mm -hmm. family member. And he literally said, we're walking through the house, where is the maid's quarters? And I was like, there's no live-in maids. Like, we don't need that. Right. Like, nobody needs, nobody, nobody's using that in this neighborhood. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, right. get out of your, like, yeah. Beverly Hills, right. $20 million house And if they did, they would not tell anyone. Right, <laughs> right, right. Like, it's but it, not, but it's yeah. not a concern. It's definitely not a concern. Like, in that's, your remodel. I don't know <laughs> if I've ever... That's a good story. Yeah, it was that's interesting. That's a great thing. And I was kind of like, and uh, it's an, I, what? From him, it was probably a really honest question. Yeah, and a really <laughs> successful real estate guy who's owns a lot of property, who's done wow. a ton of deals. He literally said that. And I was just like, 
I don't even know what to say. You know, obviously I don't have a livid maid, so it's not part of no, my I don't, life. I, yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I don't, you know, but no, I, don't. I get it. I guess that's your world. Right. And you're like, you wouldn't buy a house if it didn't have right. that area. So and he's also I thinking guess. they need a nice house on the property. Like, where is it? Right. And you're like, this is not. <laughs> right, right. So it's interesting. And yeah. then it's, uh, you know, it's interesting how whether people will trust you and believe you, you know, like you said about matchmaking yeah. houses, it's yeah. all matchmaking agents, right. too. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I've shown multifamilies that were delivered vacant um, uh-huh. to so many people that just didn't believe that I could get the rents that I told them they could get. Right. They just didn't believe it. Right. So they passed. Yeah. You know, because they're just like, I don't I don't get it. You know? Right. Or, you know, they they think maybe. I just want to do the deal so I can get my commission, right. yeah. maybe. Um, <laughs> which, I, right. I, I mean, I can understand in the back yeah. of your mind, but it's tough, to, it's tough to have that, like, everybody's trying to screw me mindset. You know, a lot of people it, do it have is, that, I yeah. find. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm like, I'm on your team. Right. Like, I, I want you to win. Right. I want you to, like, you know, have a successful you, property. I want you to buy again. I want you to exactly. tell your friends to yeah. use me. If you yeah. lose, like, right. we're done. Yeah. Like, I want us to keep going. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm young. I'm not retiring. Like, right. I want to keep doing this. Right. So, uh, you know, it doesn't do me any good for you to lose. Right. Like, so it's no, interesting. I, I think people do have, like, I think you also get, I mean, if you've been in and out of the real estate and everything, you get sometimes jaded. But I, I also still have that thing that you were, that you were talking about in, like, seeing, because... I think I'm somewhat savvy to like buildings and all this stuff. And I'm still like, I don't know if you can get that rent. And also, th- I think that landlords have gotten a really bad rap in, in LA because there's been some like true horror stories, you know. Yeah. And But sometimes I'm like, I'll look at something and I'm like, well, you have to rent it out for that because otherwise they're literally losing money and you're going to live in squalor and right. Right. they can't keep up the building. And so there's a lot of this this stuff that I think we forget to think of the city as a whole and real estate as a whole. Of course, you're not. You're going to go in and rent a house or apartment and you're not going to be like, I want to consider real estate as a whole. But it's like you have to think about that because most, like, it's a business. Landlords are out to make money. Right. But most people are not out to turn a profit super fast for your, like, rental, you know. So, right. so it's... um. So it's I think that a lot of we forget that and and it's so divided. Again, it's like landlords and rent like people who are renting, that should be easy breezy, right? People we want the same thing. Right. We're on the same track. Right. Like this should be a great relationship, you know? But it's become very sort of like they're bad, you're bad because people are being kicked out of their apartment buildings, but a lot of the time because also because they're like falling apart because somebody couldn't keep it up or, you know, and I'm just like, how do we fix that? You know, right. Um, right. so, you know, and I myself have had a lot of feelings about the whole Airbnb business and everything because I had a lot of Airbnbs and not a lot at a couple. And um, and I was really shocked that they closed it down as much as they did because it's a small business and I employed people and and also um, it was giving money to the city. And I understand it took away certain apartments that could have been rented out, but not in terms of what were what was really needed in LA. And I understand that it needed a change. I really understand that. And um, but it's just interesting that um, the the rental and landlord thing is is sort of always in opposition. The renter and the landlord, and I, it shouldn't be because the the right. numbers are pretty clear. Right. It's just like because we're expensive in LA and it's gotten crazy. Right. You know? And I think um 
you know, I represent a lot of landlords and uh, to some degree, not all of them, like I work with, you know, good people, but mm-hmm. to some degree, people think of tenants um, as nuisances a little bit. You know, they only, they never call to be like, everything works great. Right. I'm so happy. Right. You know, you're only getting the call when something breaks and there's a problem. Right. Um, that is true. <laughs> but, which I, which is understandable. Yeah. But as a landlord, it's mm-hmm. your job to keep these people happy so right. they continue to pay the rent. Right. You know, they're not a nuisance. You know, it, it's your responsibility yeah. to upkeep these buildings. Right. If something breaks, you need to fix them. Um, yeah. And so, like, in buildings that I property manage that the owners aren't really involved. They're relying on me to, like, right. handle that whole relationship. Yeah. Like, I want to be on it so they're happy so they keep paying rent to right. my client. Because, yeah. um, like, you know, the last thing you want is a contentious relationship where somebody's oh, not paying God. or won't move yeah. or there's so many times there's combative contentious relationships right. even I, I found it recently even in the situation where I did both sides of the deal the tenant mother was super wealthy paying mm-hmm. the rent on time maintaining the property in a good manner her and the owner are still like butting heads and i just I, I don't understand. Like like you said, they're they're on the same team. They want the same thing. You live your life. Yeah. You be happy. Pay uh-huh. your rent on time. If anything breaks, call me. Yeah. Um, but also on the flip side, some tenants, um, they if something breaks, they mm. expect it fixed like in the next twenty minutes. Right. <laughs> and it's like I'm I'm on it. Yeah. I have to call a plumber. Like, right. I'm not personally skilled. I'm not right. going to do that myself. Yeah. Um. So give me some time. I'm right. on it. And right. I want to get it fixed as fast as possible. And right. I understand you're inconvenienced. Yeah. But like, I can't get someone over there in the next 10 minutes. Right. You know? Like, no, I mean, that's, and I always feel like I have to get somebody over there in the next 10 minutes. I really feel like if somebody yeah. calls me and says, this isn't working, I'm like, could I fix an air conditioner? Like, I feel like I could, you <laughs> yeah. know? Like, that's also been, you know, in the past, like, my problem is, like, I can refinish floors. I can put the... <laughs> I saw a show, you know, and I have done it, you right, know, to right. a greater or less successful, you know, um, situation. <laughs> but um, I... That is a thing. I feel I have to do it. And I don't ex- necessarily expect that. Like, if I have... You know, like a, if I have to call someone for something, I know it's going to take a minute, you know. Right. And also L.A. has its own, especially when um, I was Airbnb there, like if something happened on certain days, I would literally have to say nobody's working today. And it would be days where like like not religious, hot, but like Cinco de Mayo, I would be like, like nobody's working, you know, or I would be yeah. like, uh, like Thanksgiving. Sometimes you get somebody out, but like. What's the other one that like St. Patrick's Day, like you're not going to get and you're not going to get through the crowds and you're not, you know, like it was just it's certain like very festive things that take up a lot of the city and that are fun. Like you're just not going to get someone out. But on a religious holiday, sure, you'll get. And things always seem to break on the weekends where the service people will charge twice as much to come out on a weekend. Yeah. And that just like. Yeah. And you can't as a landlord say, look, it's going to cost me more. You can't have it. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, So what do you think? And I know you're only you can only speculate. But what do you think the next sort of big trend? I love to like ask about like just, you know, like a dream or what do you think the next big thing in L.A. real estate is going to be? I mean, I think going vertical uh-huh. um, is definitely going to be a thing. Um, you know, the addition hotel and condos just got built in West Hollywood. Right. Um, more, quote unquote, New York style. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to continue. Right. Where, um, you know, walkable neighborhoods, higher density. Obviously, in L.A., you can only push out so much. At, at some point, people are going to want to go vertical, right. go up. Yeah. Um, 
And then in the better parts of the city, that's going to be costly. Um, yep. But, you know, it is what it is. I just went to a, a listing presentation of the Pendry, which is being built uh, basically where the old House of Blues was. And oh, it's a right. whole block, uh, literally, of a hotel separate from private residences. Right. And it feels like stuff you see on TV in New York. You know, it's not oh, wow. not very L.A., but it's exciting. And yeah. I'm sure it's expensive. Right. You know, I think the cheapest <laughs> one is going to be like $3 million. Um, but people oh, are going to jump God. on that. And the, the HOA fees are going to be two grand plus a month. That's another thing. Um, but yeah. they'll, you know, I don't know, make your bed for you and park your car and oh, whatever. My God. Um, so I think that's definitely a trend that's happening in the city. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how long the East Coast traditional you know, white uh, yeah. shutter thing continues, yeah. which I actually like. I really um, like them. And I know people are very mad because they feel like it's changed it. But I I, I like, I mean, I like the aesthetic as well. Yeah, so, I feel like it's yeah. classic. It's timeless. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just like the modern boxes was, it gets right. kind of played out yep. where they start all looking the same. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do you want a, your house to look just like your neighbor, just right. like your neighbor, just yeah. like your neighbor? Yeah. Um, if you did, you'd probably live in tract homes. You know, and right. LA is not about that. No. But these developers obviously are successful with the property and it's easy to just duplicate the blueprint right. and just do the same thing, order the yeah. same materials. Let's do it again. Why would we change it up? Right. Um, so I understand that. Um, but, you know, I think to, to your original point, my dad used to say this too, you know, they're not building more earth. Right. So if you can own a piece of it, the longer you can hold it, the better. Right. Um, you can always rent it out. You can always sell it. Yeah. Um, timing certainly plays into a factor. Right. Um, but, you know, LA is always going to be a desirable place to be. It is. And I think yeah. the market is going to continue strong. Right. Um, I'd like to see it come out to the valley, you know, honestly, like uh, not just because I live there, but um, because it's amazing how much house you can get for your money. It is. Um, you can compare, you know, a, a million dollar, also sidebar, how right. we throw around a million dollars right. like it's nothing in LA real estate. It's still a million dollars, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> um, so a million dollars in the valley will get you an amazing, beautiful four bedroom house, right. you know, with a pool versus a million dollars on the west side will get you, uh, you know, maybe a thousand square foot total fixer that you wouldn't want to live in. You right. have to like remodel. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how much is being by the water, yeah. you know, worth to you. Right. To somebody, it's, and I'm not talking on the water. I'm talking right. no, like no, no, near no. the water. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and to some people, you know, that's everything. And to some people it's not. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's like, uh. You know, your different social circles who you hang out with affects right. a lot. Um, coming back to my million dollar made me think about something. I have a client right now in Beverly Hills. And he said, he told me, this is a quote, uh, or loose quote. Uh, basically, I have a million dollars in liquid cash. Uh -huh. And compared to my friends, I'm poor. <laughs> and he's like, he's trying to oh buy, my God, he's trying so to buy a house. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> And he's, you know, what? but it's it's $2 million. It's $2.5 right. million. Yeah. I'm like, I know, but you only want to be in Beverly Hills. Like, that's what it costs. That's what it if costs. If you want to look yeah. outside of Beverly Hills, well, but my daughter goes to Beverly Hills schools. Right. And I'm like, well, you can't have it both ways. You know, no. the and he's like, you know, I, one one place was, I want to say it was 1.85 uh, or 1.9. Right. He's like, it's terrible. Let's offer him like 1.4. And I was just You're like, like but no, that's, no. But that's, somebody's going to offer two. Yeah. I was like, it's going to go <laughs> yeah. over, not yeah. under. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to be, <laughs> right. I hate saying no, but right. I don't want to be the low, low ball guy right. around town too. Yeah. Where people are just like, you know, if Eric writes an offer, it's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't want to be that guy either. So, um, you know, it's, it's all like they say, location, location, location. Right. But I also think that, um, like, I think that's interesting, the whole vertical and, and uh, but I also think you must also deal with, 
and I know I've probably been very guilty of this, like the the like the pseudo experts, because we are have like people become very savvy about real estate. There's a lot of information available, right, right. and um, we can find the listings on, you know. Yes. And also, there's a lot of shows about yes. remodeling yes. that they always throw in, like, "Oh my God, we can't possibly handle this." And there's, but you know, like it's you must deal with people like that that people have an idea of what they can do and then you're like this is not this is not going to happen yeah so yeah. A, a few things to unpack that you said um, one i get well zillow says it's worth this all the time uh, you know oh, oh that's so but funny. you know has zillow been inside your house do they know what the kitchen looks like <laughs> do they know that your neighbor's kitchen was totally remodeled right like i don't think so right um so sometimes i find it to be accurate and sometimes i find it to be way off right so you know Right. Take it with a grain of salt, you right. know, and talk to a professional that someone's yeah. actually seen your house. Um, you are really everything as a realtor. Like you're an you're an actual agent, which people in the entertainment industry is like the like you have there's so you have to have somebody in the middle, yeah. you know, and you are a therapist and you're also probably the person who's like no, like almost like a parent, like you can't, you can't have it. You know, yeah, right. it's, it's a, it's a very interesting thing. And I think that's why we get so like involved and emotional and it's a lot of money, but then it's also where we're going to, where we're going to live and have right, our lives, right. you know, the framing for our lives. So I think that's very interesting. And then to that end about uh, remodeling because of shows, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, especially when the market's good, fancy themselves as designers. Uh -huh. And some people, you know, like yourself, have good taste and skills and can do that. But I've also seen situations where people have spent a significant amount of money and the place looks worse. Oh, yeah. You know? So you have to know your limitations, too. You know, if or you're they not stick a designer, to trends, you yeah, know, or that, they try yeah. to be too trendy. Right. And it yes, looks terrible, you know, especially and, on a on a budget, if you will. Oh, yeah. And it looks just tacky. Yeah. And so um, you have to know your strengths and weaknesses, right. you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, if you have money, but maybe not skills, you might want to consult with a professional. Um, right. If you have skills, but not money, you know, right. connect with the money people. Yeah. You know, it's just like just like uh, sports. You know, you put the best team together, and uh, go together. out and play the game. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but and it's it it's all down to like how honest you could be with yourself. Because I've certainly been, like, I'm like I can do that. It's, it's not that hard. If that person can do it, it's like you saw it for half an hour on a show right. where you probably saw two minutes of this particular job. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? right. Like um. So, but you literally live and learn. Um. I just want to thank you so much, Eric, for coming in on my first episode. And this is, I mean, you've certainly got me thinking about a lot of things of how this sort of wild west of real estate in LA and all over the world is going to go. Right. Um, so thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank yeah. you for having me. Uh, what's your, um, what is your Instagram handle? At uh, E Smiley. Like my last name is S-M-I-L-A-Y. So at E Smiley. And people can get you. And are you also on Facebook? Facebook, Smiley Properties, Fantastic. and uh, smileyproperties.com is my website. Fantastic. Uh, I'm Camilla Ranson at, at Camilla Ranson on Instagram, and um, I'm also on Facebook. Uh, anyway, thank you so much. This was so fun, and um, now I have a lot to think about, so thanks a lot. <laughs> buy, buy low, sell high. <laughs> yeah, buy low, sell high. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Bye.